0: You're listening to Age of Reason, brought to you by Frozen Frame Productions. Hey everyone, it's Jesse. Welcome to Age of Reason. So today I'm going to talk about a political video with Kal Kulinski. So um, I usually identify with people straight away. Uh, you need to make clear to people what and who you are in, in a couple of sentences really. So, you know, I don't deny that I'm an atheist. I'm obviously an atheist. I'm an anti-theist as well. Uh, I'm a Bernie voter and supporter. Uh, I support the progressive agenda. Like, you know, let's say healthcare for all, so Medicare for all, universal healthcare, uh, eliminating student debt, etc. So, of course, there's a lot of arguments against that. But for me, they're just really bad arguments to not do anything. So, yeah, I'm not you know, hiding from it or anything like that. So before we go into the video today, I just wanted to show this thing. So this was actually in the last election cycle, so in 2016, and this graph is from fair.org, and I'll actually cover this later, per- perhaps in the next show, we'll see. Uh, this shows how much candidates, political candidates, how, may- how many ads they bought, and then, how many ads they earned in basically like free airtime? I think that's what it means. So if you look at the list here, uh, Sanders and Clinton actually uh, uh, both about the same. And then uh, Bush actually spent a lot of money on buying ads, like seriously a lot. And then you look at how much they earned, and then you see that Clinton actually was far far ahead. But I, I uh, whited out Trump specifically here and I just want to ask you, what do you think the number for Trump is? Do you think it's like 100? Do you think it's 200? Maybe 500? No? Don't know the answer? Well, unfortunately, the answer is, I can't even read that, that's too small, but it's, it seems to be like nearly 2,000 or something like that. So that's why we got President Trump. You have to understand one thing. The American average voter is not somebody like who's an intellectual or, you know, some kind of very concerned by, uh, like, let's say 20 issues, something like that. No, he's concerned maybe about one issue. And he also doesn't spend a lot of time paying attention to campaigns. Maybe five minutes is all he can give, you know, throughout the election cycle. So, five minutes is all you need to convey your message. That's why I said you need to be as clear as possible about your position in a, in a few sentences because people don't have a, a long attention span. So that's one reason why we got President Trump. Of course, the other reason is because Clinton cheated uh, blatantly. So I'm going to talk about Politicon. And this is a video that I saw a while ago, but I uh, I kind of edited it down. So the whole thing is 20 minutes and you can go look it up if you want in, in, in its entirety. I cut it down to about four minutes because I just wanted to talk about the main key issues. So uh, why don't we start?
1: You're not, there's no like, okay, am I gonna get the centrist? Am I gonna get the moderates? Or am I gonna get my base? You can actually bring in everybody. You can bring in new voters. You can bring in independents. You can uh, bring in right leaning people. You can turn out your base. You just have to make sure that you're hammering away on a strong populist anti-establishment message For example, an issue like the minimum wage, 80% of voters want to raise the minimum wage. So that's one where, I don't know why we wouldn't talk about that day in and day out. I mean, make make the Republicans argue the opposite. Put them in that position where they have to argue the the opposite position.
0: Okay, so here he's talking about, uh, he's quoting some poll and he says like 80% of people support, uh, you know, raising the minimum wage. I definitely support that too. Uh, I think the the arguments that are against it, uh, you're just getting... Brainwashed by the ruling elite. Um, they, they pump you up with fear. That's, th- that's unfortunately the thing for many Americans who live in, in the country still, because I live in Japan, you see, so I can see f- at all the situations from an outsider's point of view. Uh, I don't get like bombarded every day by, by your Fox News, by your CNNs, by your MSNBCs, etc., etc. So I can really look at it like objectively. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I recommend people go outside of the country from time to time. It will be better for all to gain, gain more knowledge. So here he's saying that, and he's saying a good point here. If you argue for raising the minimum wage, make the Republicans argue against it. Make them look like the enemy of the people. That's a great strategy, by the way. That, that is like bargaining 101. You, you put the opponent on the defensive.
1: They'll be debating about their differences, and they differ on the Medicare question. And that's where you have one set of opinions, and maybe James Carville has another set of opinions, and he wants the debate to go a different way. You tell me, James.
2: Well, I, look, I, I think about listeners, everybody says, you know, it's, it's all about exciting the base. It's all about getting the base out.
0: So James Carville is a corporate Democrat guy, and he is going to argue and Believe me, he's going to argue against all the good things that Americans should be getting. Just watch.
2: Quit
1: all this Milwaukee. Don't get me started, though. Can I ask, what what other issues would you not want them to run on? Uh, um, Free healthcare for people who are not here legally when we
2: got 40% of the country is one disease away from bankruptcy. I would like to not run on that. I'd like to not run on, on the Boston terrorist voting from jail. I could start with
0: that. This is completely unrelated things. It's like, why is he even saying that? Nobody, nobody runs on the Boston Marathon runner, you know, bomber. Nobody runs on that. It was just a question. It's true that, you know, Bernie Sanders should have pivoted away from the question. That's true. Um, but, okay, look, this is not something that he's running on. It, this is like, Okay, we have the main issues and this issue, okay? That's it, that's all there is there. And also he said he he doesn't wanna, you know, he doesn't want people to run on Medicare for all for people who are there illegally, etc. Well, I'm pretty sure that the bill will not cover people who are there illegally. Uh, They will cover people who are there legally right now and who don't have healthcare coverage or who lose healthcare coverage. We have a lot of people who live paycheck to paycheck in the country. And there's just no way they can they can afford the healthcare. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about fixing these issues so that more people can have healthcare. Be careful there, not access to healthcare because that's a bullshit line, but actual healthcare.
2: There's one moral imperative in 2021. It is not health insurance for everybody. It is not the minimum wage. It is not anything. No. The moral imperative in 2020 is to beat Donald Trump. That's the only thing that matters. So, <laughs> the only thing.
1: James, would you, would you say, I know you said no uh, health care for undocumented immigrants, but what about all American citizens? Wouldn't you support health care for all American citizens? I, 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 I do not in any way, shape or form Want to ban private
2: insurance i'm not in any way shape or form that tell 140 million people you don't have your, your health insurance anymore. i'm totally for a public option i'm totally for people having access we we couldn't get the public op- option through
0: yeah we couldn't get it through because we suck i mean democrats had the the house and the and the senate and they couldn't get past uh, a decent piece of legislation and he also says by the way that's very telling uh he says that i'm not you know i'm not going to touch the the insurance companies but that's the whole point that's the whole point is that these guys are making so much money denying healthcare for people who you know need it but they will deny it because they already got your money so they don't care and then we have a lot of issues like you know people getting thrown out of hospitals people cannot uh, afford a, a, an ambulance ride to the hospital because it's so expensive. It's interesting because I live in Japan, and here I think it's it's like almost free anyway. I mean, I can get, I can go to the hospital and get, you know, MRI, X-ray. I, I can see that doctor twice because first I have to introduce my problem, and secondly, I had to talk about it. So two times, two doctors, two times each. And all of that costs me under a hundred bucks easy with insurance, of course. So that's what we're talking about. It needs to be affordable for all. It's not your fault that you're sick. You're not, you know, sick on purpose. I mean, okay, some people get sick on purpose. I think that's true, but that's like the minority of cases. Usually it's not your fault. So it's unfair that they make so much profit from, from your suffering.
1: Politics is really not that difficult. Where is everybody? And go to where they are if you're a politician. And when you look at a Medicare for All poll, it says 70% are in favor of it. And even 52% of Republicans are in favor of it. It's really a political no brainer in the direction of fight for it. the case and you know james you're a brilliant guy and you deserve all the credit in the world for getting bill clinton elected and everything you've done um but i would say that you know politics isn't stagnant it evolves over time and we're in a populist anti-establishment era you know when you talk about abolishing student debt that's like the easiest idea in the world to sell to the american people who is going to defend $1.4 trillion in student loan debt when other developed countries I, I, and every Anyone who up their own? I forget this is the dumbest
2: thing I've ever heard in my life. Let me explain. How many people's parents save for their education? How, you, the but how, <laughs> I, 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 how many people work within college? So we're going to go tell everybody, you fool. You stupid fool, your parents didn't take a vacation and save money for you, and you worked through college. I'm, why don't you just shut up and let me finish?
0: Why don't you just shut up and let me finish? Why? That, that should be like the summary of his whole speech there. Just shut up and let me finish. That's that's what the the people there, the corporate Democrats, want to do. They want to... Put their thumb down on you and push you down and keep you down as as long as possible it's incredible the things that he says he says like okay we should not abolish uh, the student debt because well you know then the parents right now they're like fools like dumb fools for because they paid for it and now the new generation doesn't have to pay for it look this is like a stupid kind of revenge idea or something I'm all for making life for people better. So, yes, if if people right now, if young people they don't have to pay the debt, I'm absolutely all for that. We can definitely finance that. How? Well, just look at our military budget. Reduce it by a lot, okay? Not not just, I mean, Trump actually expanded the military budget, okay? He made it even bigger than it was. Uh the overall cost, I think, is over $1 trillion if you include like everything in it. So that's that's insane. Um, that's absolutely insane. It unsustainable as well. So yeah, you can take away money from these type of programs, i.e. killing brown people in the Middle East for no reason at all, and you can actually spend that money, wonder-wonder, or people on people at home. You can make it better. But he's actually arguing against that. So he... He is like, you know, Clinton as well, Hillary. They never understood that. They're completely disconnected from the public discourse right now. Completely.
1: I paid off my student loans a month ago. And I would certainly, not, at 38, and I would certainly not begrudge anybody else not having to go through what I did to get. You. That's like telling somebody it's not fair to vaccinate because other people in the 18th century died before we got the vaccine together. So I don't love that argument.
0: Yeah, because it's a stupid argument. That's all. Just just call it what it is. It's a retarded argument. He's arguing against the best interest for people. So she's saying she's thirty eight and she she just paid off all her student debt. Okay, some people do it a bit later. It depends on you know how lucky you get, I guess. Uh, definitely, you should not begrudge the people for doing that. This is absolutely just like unrelated to anything. It's it's incredible how he even talked about that. But wait, there's more.
1: She also just didn't campaign in the Rust Belt, and she wasn't, like, hammering home. Like, one of the main reasons why Trump won, and just to be clear, up front, he's a liar. He's as big of a liar as you could possibly get. But the dude went to the Rust Belt, and he kept doing these rallies where he was talking about, like, you know, I'm going to bring the jobs back. It's going to be so tremendous. We're going to have so many jobs. It's going to be unbelievable.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, like, you know, if you talk seriously about the Hillary campaign you have to admit the obvious that yes she didn't campaign in the rust belt there were places other places she didn't campaign in because she felt like she was entitled to our votes uh this is the grand queen and we're all supposed to vote for her even though she actually got completely crushed in the debates in my opinion uh, because it's the debate right now is not about you know being this kind of intellectual or anything like that you're basically uh, riling up a mob of people and you're telling them vote for me so yes you have to tell them that everything is wonderful it's going to be great and it's going to be wonderful and that that is going to sell with people uh, stop giving people so many numbers etc look like I said people have maybe five minutes to focus on the campaign that's all that's all the attention they got so if you bombard them with you know too much facts and evidence that's just not going to fly we live in a kind of reality TV universe right now so that's what sells.
2: On Hillary Clinton's thing, I will tell you this: it's a good point. What's the relationship of Jill Stein and the Russians? Why was she at the table with Vladimir Putin and General Flint? Maybe she just wanted to be sightseeing.
1: Do you or like Bernie?
2: She wanted to just be part of the Soviet Union. Do you blame Jill Stein for the loss? She got more. Votes. I don't know for Biden, but I certainly know this: she got more votes in Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin than Trump won by. And I wouldn't want to be around anybody that had anything to do with Vladimir
0: Putin. What does it have to do with anything? He suddenly—I don't know—James Carville's brain must be really uh like miswired or something. He he keeps bringing up completely unrelated things suddenly. Uh So we we're talking about Hillary Clinton. And he says, why was Jill Stein, you know, in Russia at the time? It's it, it like, look, just answer the question. Talk about the, the issue. But it seems to me that he's using a, a, a tactic, which, you know, is like, you avoid the question. You talk about something else. This is a very common thing for politicians. So, yeah, absolutely nothing to do with anything here. Absolutely nothing. That's why he get, gets booed and people say, what? Because this is unbelievable. This should not even happen.
1: the gender dynamic that you just dismissed no i didn't dismiss it yes you did no no no. i here let me make it crystal clear does does gender matter does gender matter the answer is yes
0: okay so again that's what i was saying so hey let's get a guy from the left let's get a guy from the corporate democrat side let's get some republican guy on a panel and then hey we need an insane lady who is kind of portraying the millennial outrage oh you you want to be it okay come on in come on up the stage it's like what does it have to do with anything again and more moreover she misses the entire point of the conversation she, she jumps in and starts attacking Kyle suddenly uh, there's no good reason to do that at all absolutely none it, it's just she went off completely off the rails here
2: Novichar has just as much of a right to get up on the stage and, and, and put her. Position. I it's
1: not cool to laugh about a woman running for president, even if it's not your candidate. Yeah. That's not cool.
2: yeah. it's not cool. it's not cool. But, don't
1: you know, laugh at a woman running for president. That's all I'm saying. Just straight. have respect it's for it's a straight. woman who is running for president.
0: What, what, like, what does this have to do again with anything? This, this is ridiculous. She's saying, uh, you know, don't laugh at a woman running for president. Okay, what if that woman is uh, Sarah Palin? What, what is that woman, uh, uh, you know, Michelle Bachman? or some other nut job? I mean, th- this is a non-argument, okay? This is a ridiculous argument, again, a ridiculous attack, uh, clearly from somebody who doesn't even belong on the stage. I, I don't really see what that wo- young woman offers to, to the panel. Uh, she just attacks like a mad dog. Uh, ideas that we don't even care about, actually. Like, seriously, why? We're not even talking about this.
1: I would have no problem voting for Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. Right, <clears throat> what about all the other ones that I asked? They're gonna have to come get my vote. I'm not handing my vote over to them.
0: Well, that's a good point, you know, there are people who say, you know, uh, vote blue no matter who, but I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not going to vote for another corporate democrat, because uh, that is not going to make my life and the life of fellow Americans any better. It's just going to continue the same thing, Uh, they're going to keep playing with money at the top, keep losing money, keep spending so much money on wars, Uh, wars, by the way, which then put me in danger, because back then, you know, let's say 30 years ago, okay, there was a, a a terrorist that blew up a plane near Scotland, I think. So that happened. But uh, the risk of terrorist attacks now has absolutely multiplied all over this, the, the, the world. You can go to Paris and then you can get a shooting or uh, uh, some people stabbing. You can go to London, it's the same thing. Uh, in, in Germany it happens sometimes. So yes, perpetual war... Actually, makes the average person less safe, not more safe. That that's a fake illusion that they're trying to sell you, because they're trying to sell war, because they make a lot of profit from war. And on the topic, since I'm talking about it again, uh, I want to remind people to uh, watch the movie Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. What happens in the movie is that they give money to Group A, so I mean they give weapons to Group A they give weapons to group B and then they watch them fight each other and for them they're happy because they sold weapons to both groups so they made a huge profit from that that happens all the time we've seen it in recent history uh with iraq iran americans funding both sides uh in iraq later uh you know leaving a bunch of uh weapons there so that isis can move in and take them over and then guess what they're going to fight you with it so it's, it's all like a, a never-in-a-cycle, so yeah, I'm not going to vote for people like that. You, uh, he says, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, okay, yeah, that's true, I'm probably the same, I have no uh, objection to voting for either. Uh, I would even throw Talsy Gabbard in there, perhaps. Uh, the others, yeah, the others, they have to come get my vote. Look, nobody's entitled to votes. They have to make an effort to connect with people. So if they don't do that, then I know that they're not really serious about anything.
2: I'm sorry, I'll vote for Bernie Sanders, I'll vote for Andrew Yang, I'll vote for Amy Klobuchar. I don't know about Tulsi Gabbard, but I'll vote for Ed That's my point. (laughs) We
1: all have standards, it's okay to have standards.
0: Yeah, it's okay to have standards. But it's funny that he talks about I'm going I'm going to talk for Bernie Sanders and I'm going to vote for you know Andrew Yang. But Tulsi though, uh, I'm not sure about Tulsi. Even though she is extremely intelligent, in my opinion, I mean I've seen many interviews with her. The way that she can answer questions very clearly and concisely is is really remarkable. Uh, so yeah, I I would vote for her as well. That's why I said. Uh anyway, that's it for this show i I hope it's interesting because you know here we, we see a difference between somebody on the left and somebody who's a corporate Democrat, so I would say a centrist. Uh, I think one the other guy was probably like more republican uh, and then you know these women well, one of them was all right, but the African American one, I don't know, just seems to go all over the place and kind of wander everywhere i I was not impressed, so anyway, let me know what you think in the comments section.